1: Officially, can say, Will Bangura needs no introduction because he's just had one. This is Bill Brady from KFNX, uh, Independent Talk 1100 KFNX, and uh, we are proud to uh, to have Will Bangura on the air with us every Sunday at 12 noon, from 12 noon to 1 p.m. Will did a show with me on Thursday uh which at, at times had me laughing out loud uh, he has enormous experience in terms of uh training animals and in particular dogs with Phoenix dog training i think the number was 24,000 and so let me officially welcome Will Bangura to uh KFNX and people all over Arizona good afternoon Will
2: thank you Bill how are you i'm good how was your fourth? Did you have a good weekend? Uh, I I did. Um, worked right through it,
1: uh, but uh, had a had a good day. It was a beautiful day weatherwise here.
2: It was fantastic. Were there a lot of fireworks uh, going off uh, where you live? No,
1: you know. No, no. In in other years you would hear them. I didn't hear any.
2: No. Well, in my neighborhood, we had a lot of people who had bought in fireworks. And I think as a result of, you know, coronavirus and a lot of the municipalities that they have uh, kind of foregone their typical 4th of July fireworks celebrations, um, there was an awful lot of uh, individuals that had fireworks. So we had a lot going off, at least in my neighborhood in Mesa. We had a lot of those. And it can th- th- does it have an effect on dogs well that 's what we 're going to be talking about today all right we 're going to be talking about fireworks and how fireworks affect pets and and here in the valley, and not just here but all across the United States, you know um, about twenty percent of pets have severe sound phobias. So it's not a small number, and and a lot of people don't realize if they don't have one of those pets that fall into that 20%, um, how horrifying it it actually can be. And in some cases, we're talking life-threatening. Matter of fact, I got a text today from one of my trainers that works for me, Steve, And Steve has a friend, Holly, and Holly lives in Maine. And it was really sad. Steve forwarded the message over to me. But this was the message that Steve got uh, sent to him by his friend Holly. He says, Steve, I have no words, but my heavenly bishop died tonight at 9.40 p.m. I took him for his final walk. A firework terrified him. He bolted and was then killed by a car on the road. I was able to recover his body, but with the direction of the state police, but uh, I I have no words. And Bishop was a five-year-old black Russian terrier. Um, so for a lot of folks, um, you know, the 4th of July, days right before it, days after it, the 5th of July, those are the busiest days that shelters see because with the fear that these pets have of the loud sounds that they don't know where they're coming from or why. Um, they get scared. They escape. Uh, they even can break and jump through windows you know they'll jump walls and fence dig underneath gates um, so it, it's a big problem and we see such a huge influx of pets as a result of it and people who are losing their pets here in Maricopa County um, so later on in the show we are going to be talking to Al Aguignaga who is the director of operations for Maricopa County Animal Care and Control and he is going to be talking to us, and we are going to find out how the 4th of July, how fireworks affect operations there as well.
1: Now, my understanding is, uh, and I just wondered if this plays into it, dogs' hearing is supposed to be a heck of a lot better than ours as
2: humans. Absolutely. Does that exacerbate the problem? Absolutely, it exacerbates them. You know, you think about, um, they've got hearing that's about 10 times better than ours is so even the sounds that might not be penetrating for us it can be devastating uh, for other pets um, and then I was looking through some information and I got um, this report from Fox News and it says record number of people buying fireworks this 4th of July uh, amid the cor- coronavirus uh, restrictions it says 4th of July festivities have been pared down in many states due to continuing threat of coronavirus but the National Fireworks Association says that a record number of people are buying fireworks for personal use some fireworks sellers are reporting a spike in sales of 200 to 300% as reported by CNBC um They say here in in the article, the still raging pandemic has convinced many people to stay home over the holiday weekend. Uh, Officials in some states have canceled fireworks displays uh, to avoid drawing large crowds of spectators who could spread the virus. So many people are buying their own fireworks, some for the first time. Um, And here's a quote. um, We're seeing new customers who usually don't come to the fireworks tents Robert Fletcher of Desert Sky Fireworks, a chain of stores in Arizona, told the Associated Press. So I know at least in my neighborhood in Mesa, um, there were a significant number of uh, people lighting off fireworks that uh, that I didn't typically hear in, in years past. You know, and it's interesting, Bill, because here in Arizona, um, it's legal to purchase. Many of these fireworks, but illegal to actually light them and set them off. But <laughs> I didn't know it, that. <laughs> it, which is just kind of one of these crazy Arizona laws where yeah. they can purchase all kinds of illegal fireworks, but they it's illegal to set them off. It's legal to purchase, but of course they set them off uh, anyways. As a result,
1: can I post one question to yes, you? You were talking absolutely. about how after the. Fourth of July, you suddenly have all these new dogs mm-hmm. at going to shelters. What is causing that, and why are people uh, bringing pets to shelters? Are these pets that have ostensibly been in their house, and they've loved the, the, the pets, mm-hmm. and well, it's
2: actually bill it's not that they're bringing their pets to the shelters. It's that there are an inordinate number of pets that actually because of the sound of the fireworks, uh, they're so scared. Yeah. They get panicked and they escape and they get out, they get loose and they run. And we're talking about hundreds of thousands, well, in the United States, actually millions. Millions, because we're talking we've got roughly 65, 70,000 between dogs and cats, excuse me, 60 to 70 million dogs and cats throughout the United States. Um, so if you think about 20% that have phobias, and then we're going to have a certain percentage of those that are going to be so freaked out uh, that they are going to um, try to get away. They're going to try to escape. And so that's why we see such an influx. Um, in the intakes in the uh, shelters this time of year—that's that's wild.
1: I—I'd never in in my 63 years on this earth, uh, I had never heard of that. That's something that we should put in the calendar and make sure we do a, a news story and a program on next year because I think 60, 70 million pets. A lot of people are pet owners and. <laughs> May very well be the same people who are setting off fireworks somewhere and they should know of the
2: impact that it has on the pets. Well, it's, it's a huge situation. And, you know, for the 80% of pet owners that have dogs that, uh, don't have a severe sound sensitivity or phobia, they might not get that either. And, and so, um, you know, one of the questions we could pose is, is it time to do what has been happening in uh, Italy there's a, a city in Italy that has now proposed and I think they're actually doing it where they've got silent fireworks and I know that there are some um, cities that are talking about that not just for pets but for vets for for veterans uh-huh. as a result yeah. because of their uh, their PTSD
1: all right we'll take a break here uh you are listening to Pet Talk today with Will Bangura. It is a new program here on KFNX that we are very proud of uh, and one that will be of great use to uh, to people in uh, the metro Phoenix area and Maricopa County because with 60, 70 million, uh, is that dogs or pets in that, general? That would be dogs and cats, uh, and that's nationwide. And with with that many out there and, and beloved to so many people. Um, and uh, these guys from time to time, I mentioned this to to you, will when we, uh we're doing the program the other night. Joe Pags is on with us from seven to ten at night, and he told the story on Memorial Day of walking into the kitchen. He saw this nice rack of ribs. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and he thought, "Oh, that's going to be good." And his wife came to him like an hour later and said, uh, uh, "We're not going to be able to do the ribs." <laughs> he said, "Why?" I forget the dog's name, but we'll call him Bobo. Bobo had gotten to them. Okay, we'll take a break here. We will continue with Pet Talk today. And Will Bangurik from Phoenix Dog Training coming up in just a moment. 17 after 12 on this Sunday afternoon here on 1100 KFNX
0: raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions and taking your calls. It's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369 602-277-KFNX Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free 866 536 1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura.
1: Bill Brady uh, riding uh, shotgun with uh, Will Bangura today. Pet Talk Today on KFNX every Sunday afternoon from 12 noon to 1 p.m.
2: Thanks, Bill. We're talking today about, uh, 4th of July fireworks and how they impact, uh, pets in, in, in a horrible way. Um, As I mentioned before we went to break, um, it is the busiest year for shelters all around the country because dogs, cats, other pets are so terrified by the sound of the fireworks that they are escaping, climbing walls, digging under fences, in some cases breaking through glass windows. Um, It's a huge problem. And a little bit later in the show, we are going to be talking to... Al Eganyaga, who is the uh, director of operations for Maricopa County Animal Care and Control. And he's going to be talking to us about how the fireworks uh, impact uh, the shelter there and what uh, people can do if they have lost a pet and how they go about trying to to find their pet as well. in and looking at this topic, I was looking at different news stories and, and here's another one that I just want to share. It's from uh Mercury News in in San Jose and uh because we talk about how this can really impact dogs and cats and it can truly be, you know, life threatening. We we talked about Holly um, and her black Russian terrier that uh she lost as a result of fireworks that um the dog got away and ended up uh, being hit by a car and dying. But it can also happen in in other more more subtle ways. Um, so the article starts off by San Jose dog terrorized to death by Fourth of July fireworks. And this is a article where they write into um, someone who is obviously doing a. Uh, A guest piece uh, where they're answering questions for pet owners says, Dear Joan, last July 4th, my good friend B went on vacation for several days, leaving her small dog, Peanut, to stay with a close friend who knew Peanut well. Peanut was only eight years old and in good health, but she was a tripod having only three legs. Be adopted Peanut after she was brought to a large animal shelter with a badly damaged front leg that had to be amputated, likely from being hit by a car. Anyway, she goes on to say, I was a dog socializer at the shelter and enjoyed walking Peanut even after she was adopted by my friend. Peanut was probably the most intelligent dog I've known in my nine years of being a dog volunteer. Well, On July 4th, there were many illegal fireworks in the friend's neighborhood. Fireworks are very stressful for dogs, she says, with their incredibly acute hearing. And as they don't know what the explosions are, Peanut was very scared. And later that evening, she was vomiting and having bloody diarrhea. It got really bad. She was then taken to the emergency vet where she needed subcutaneous fluids as she was dehydrated. She also needed anti-diarrhea medication, anti-nausea medication, and she needed antibiotics. The vet said it was probably colitis that was brought on by the stress of the fireworks. Well, anyway, Peanut was released at 3 a.m. and slept on the couch with Bee's friend. However, early the next morning Peanut had to be rushed back to the vet, but Unfortunately, Peanut stopped breathing in the car uh. and the vet could not uh, revive her. So, uh, B B's other dog too, which was even s- sad as well. B's other dog spent the next few days uh looking for Peanut mm. and uh grieving for Peanut. So, again, this can be a very very serious situation and that's why with it being the 5th of July that uh, I wanted to talk about it. So, Um, there's a lot that people can do to keep their pets safe during fireworks, during the 4th of July. And Al will be talking about that, our guest uh, from Maricopa County Animal Care and Control. But I just wanted to go over some of those things. One of the things is, hey, keep your pets indoors. Stay home with them. If you know that they've got sound sensitivities, don't leave them home alone. Don't leave them in a crate. Because a lot of these dogs, they are going to try to escape that crate. Uh, they will bite at the crate, break their teeth off. They'll start Ugh. pawing at it, and, and their paws start getting bloody. Um, so it can be a real mess. So stay home with your pets. Don't leave them home alone. And make sure that you're supervising and don't have them outside. Because, again, a lot of these pets, they will jump the walls, jump the fence, dig under gates to, to try to get away. Uh, the other thing is you want to make sure that your pets are microchipped well in advance of this in case they do get out, they do get away. And make sure that they've got a collar on them with an ID tag. Now, as far as being able to try to do some proactive things, um, also, before the fireworks go off, turn up the volume and play music while the fireworks are, are going off. You know, And then, if you know their dogs excited. If they got a dog that likes to play, a lot of dogs, if if they like to chase balls or toys, try to engage them in play inside the home. Keep them distracted as well. Um, if they've got pets that are particularly sound sensitive, they can take them uh, uh, the, the most. The quietest room in the house, and this is if you really have a a pet that's really, really sound sensitive and you've got the music going and that's not helping them, you're trying to engage them with play and that's not helping them, you can actually take them with you inside your clothes closet, which is like a sound dampening room which would be a lot quieter for them. And in some cases, also, I've I've had people, and, and this has worked well for some folks, is that um, they've also taken them into the bathroom with them, which is also a very quiet room, playing music, and then on top of that, running the bathtub with cold water so the sound of the water can help drown that out as well. Um, the other thing that you can do is contact your veterinarian ahead of time. Discuss the use of possible anti-anxiety medications or sedatives to help keep uh, the pets calm. Um, And then what we teach at Phoenix Dog Training is well ahead of the 4th of July, work on gradually desensitizing your pets to the sound of fireworks. By What you can do is you can begin to play a recording of them at very, very low volumes. And you want to play that for about two minutes. And Mm -hmm. while you're doing that, you want to go ahead and feed them Very, very high-value food rewards. Now, if they're not willing to take the food, and and they normally would, the volume's too loud. If you happen to notice that they're showing a lot of anxiety, it's too loud, turn the volume down and start again at, at a lower volume. Now, once your pet, say you do that for a week at a particular volume, they start getting used to that volume. They're not showing any anxiety. That's your cue where now you can begin to do that gradual and systematic desensitization at a little bit louder volume. And you just go through that, uh, that process little by little, bringing the volume up over time. Again, you want to pair high-value food rewards with that until the pets can uh, develop a tolerance and be desensitized uh, to those sounds.
1: And probably most importantly, if you're going to a place to watch the fireworks,
2: don't bring the dog. Absolutely not. Don't, don't bring your dog. No.
1: Good uh, afternoon. Good to have you with us this afternoon here on KFNX. Uh, Will Bangura is the host of Pet Talk Today, uh, from Phoenix Dog Training. He will be here every Sunday afternoon from 12 noon to 1 p.m. Uh, he will be a great resource to people in Metro Phoenix and across Arizona, who have questions about dog training, this is something that i 'd never heard of before today, um, and uh, obviously it, it affects different uh, dogs differently, uh, but the the if, if you love your pet, and people really do, uh, it is something that uh, you have to take into consideration and plan for in the ways that, uh, that uh, we'll describe. We will take a break here for a news update, and then Pet Talk today will continue. Will Bangura from Phoenix Dog Training here on KFNX every Sunday from 12 noon to 1 p.m. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood, sharing funny
0: tales about your four-legged fur babies, answering questions and taking your calls. It's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX Listener Line at 602 277 5369 602 277 kfnx Those outside of Phoenix call toll free 866 866- Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura.
1: Good afternoon. Bill Brady alongside Will Bangura on this uh, first official Pet Talk Today program. Uh, And we are proud to have Will with us uh, at KFNX. He is with Phoenix Dog Training um, and has trained 24 thousand dogs so i think he knows i think he knows what he's doing
2: thanks bill and we're talking today about the fourth of july fireworks and how they affect pets in the valley and not just in the valley but across the country um and in just a minute we are going to be interviewing al aguinaga who is the uh Director of Operations for Maricopa County Animal Care and Control. But before I do that, I want to talk about the folks at Paw Nanny Tammy. Um, are you planning a trip, or are you just going away for a day or two? You know, it, it's difficult to leave a pet behind. It's even more difficult for the pet. They're already stressed out because you're leaving, and the last thing that they need is to be taken out of their home to go to a kennel or a boarding facility. That's really scary. So, whenever possible, even if you have to travel or leave for a day, your pet should stay home. Don't send them to a boarding facility where there's a ton of other dogs and cats. Call it socially distancing for your pet if you need to. Uh, Forget that cold, loud, and scary kennel that you wanted to send your dog to, and instead give your dog the gift of luxury and relaxation. A staycation for your pet right at your own home. An out-of-town vacation for you and a staycation for your pet with one of the professional in-home pet sitters at Paw Nanny Tammy. Spoil your pet by calling the folks at Paw Nanny Tammy and speak to Tammy or one of her team. Paw Nanny Tammy is a private pet guardian and concierge service for your pet. They are in-home pet sitters who stay with your pet at your house while you're away. It's an elite service for your pet, but yet it's still affordable. Your pet will love chilling out with Tammy or one of her team members who will be playing with and taking care of your pet 24 hours a day where your pet is most comfortable at its own home. The other awesome thing is that they can bring in your mail, they can water your plants, trees, lawns. They pretty much will do everything for your pet that you would do when you were still home while you're away. So call the folks at Paw Nanny Tammy to inquire about having a staycation for your pet while you're on vacation. Their number is 602-472-4360. That number again for Paw Nanny Tammy is 602-472-4360, or you can visit their website at pawnannytammy.com. Now in studio, we are fortunate to have uh, with us... Al Aguignaga. Al is the Director of Operations with Maricopa County Animal Care and Control. Al started his career as a field officer in the late 80s and he has over 30 years of experience working in animal welfare for nonprofit humane societies and uh, government animal control agencies. Um, he reports directly to the Director of Maricopa County Animal Care and Control. He's responsible for all of the animal-related shelter programs, the adoptions, fosters, transfers and programs related to the overall humane care and well-being of shelter populations. In addition he acts as the county's government liaison for the animal control enforcement contracts serving 20 cities and towns including 32 unincorporated communities within Maricopa County pertaining to loose dogs, dog attacks to pets and people, dog license compliance and returning lost dogs to owners. Al is a Arizona native. He's married and he's got a seven and a half year old son. And he's got a pet cat. And from what I understand, he welcomes his neighbor's dogs whenever they go out of town. Al, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. This is such
3: an honor to be here. Thank you guys. And, and this is an important topic, wouldn't you say? It's, it's very important. I don't think people realize how important this time of year is to the dogs and cats in our community. Last night, in my, my little community of just down the street, it has been the loudest and the, mo- the most fireworks I've ever seen in, in 11 years. And that's what I experienced in, in my neighborhood, too, um, in Mesa.
2: And, Al, tell us a little bit about um, how that affects the shelter. How does it affect you guys um, uh, at Maricopa County Animal Care and Control?
3: Well, we're set up for lost dogs, dogs that can't take care of themselves, and throughout the year, we do all we can to find their homes and to place them into new homes. And we have such limited space. But during this time of the year, typically there's monsoon storms to kick down fences, make noise, and fill up our shelters. That's compounded with a week's long of fireworks. Fireworks have been happening in the neighborhoods since last last week and will continue the rest of this week. And that just adds to it. And every day, we get calls, hundreds of calls, for loose dogs in their neighborhoods. So... It's really important that people understand what you touched on earlier. Make sure they get a collar and a tag on their dog in case they get out. Sure. Absolutely. So actually,
2: we've been a little more lucky this year because we haven't had the storms where that also with the thunder is another issue where pets will be scared of that. And they'll they'll escape there, too. So it's actually been a little bit better then.
3: A lot better lot better. A lot us. better from the previously. Yes. Um, and, and when you talked about planning for this, we start talking about next year's 4th of July, this week, and how it impacted wow. us. Yeah. And usually we have this block out of vacation time, mm-hmm. a blackout. Mm-hmm. So no staff is allowed time off two weeks before and two weeks after the 4th of July. And the two weeks before, we're doing all we can to empty the shelter with special adoptions, asking our foster homes to take dogs out of the facility during this time frame, reaching out to our rescue New Hope partners to help get dogs out of the facility to make room for those coming in because they keep coming no matter what happens on the street or no matter what happens with our adoption rates. We need more room. That makes a lot of sense. Now, tell me a little bit about...
2: What what kind of numbers are we talking about typically with uh with the shelter there? I mean, how many animals do you guys do as far as what's a typical number for intakes that you do, I don't know, annually or monthly?
3: What what's typical? Typically it's about 27,000 wow coming in every year. And it's it's taken a little bit of a downturn over the last 10 years um, primarily because of spay neutering Mm-hmm. And, and people understanding about pet uh, responsibility. And microchipping has made a big, big impact on our community, of uh, getting dogs back to their owners. Absolutely.
2: Um, now, I understand one of the shelters, you've got one on, is it Durango? Correct. That's the main facility. That's the main facility there in Phoenix. But then you've got another one that is in Mesa? Is that off of Rio Salado? Rio Salado in the 101. But that one
3: right now is temporarily closed. Correct. Uh, when COVID hit, um, our staffing levels took a huge impact. We didn't have enough staff to run both facilities and to keep up with the demand for regular services. So what happened, we had to bring both facilities together in one location to help us stay on top of what our animal needs were and to provide good customer service. Mm-hmm. Um, but to do that, we had to reach out to our, our amazing community, and they responded in droves where we had over 200 animals leave our facility into temporary foster. Wow. And a lot said, I'll take them for two weeks to get you past this hump. That's fantastic. And the majority kept them until they were going to get, be adopted. We have about 102 in foster right now, and they've all committed to keep them until they can find a home for them on their own. That's fantastic. So actually,
2: with uh, that temporary closing, you've been very fortunate that you had that. It didn't have that
3: big of an impact then. It did not have a huge impact. And with people staying home, I think they've spent more time with their own personal pets, um, which has given them time to to work with them in case they were thinking about turning in their pet. A lot of our dogs come in their owner uh, relinquished for whatever behavior issues they might have. Um, I think they're thinking twice about that if they stayed home with their pets So there's been a little bit of positive,
2: maybe, at least for pets, uh, as a result of the uh, coronavirus.
3: A
1: little bit, yeah.
2: Well, that's good to know.
1: Important information, um, 27,000 coming through the facility. Yes. Uh, In an important service, it's one of those that... uh, one of those that is is there when you need it, but you may not think of it every day, but it's it's definitely there when when you need it. Um, I recall a case where we had a cat. I hope that's not uh not a problem but um uh, we had a cat got out in a rainstorm, and my wife and I went to and this is in Florida we went to every every single shelter in the county and it was remarkable uh, to see the facilities that uh, that were there and who serve um serve pet owners uh, all the time. Uh we will take a break here. This is pet talk today with Will Bangura from Phoenix Dog Training and we will continue with more of the program right after these messages on 1100 KFNX. Raised by wolves
0: with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions and taking your calls. It's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free 866 866- 536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura.
1: Bill Brady, proud to be here uh, in support of Will Bangura and uh, his new program. Every Sunday afternoon from 12 noon to 1 p.m. Pet Talk Today, Will is with the uh, Phoenix Dog Training uh, academy and has trained 24000
2: dogs in his lifetime and we are back here with uh, Al Aguignaga, and Al is the Director of Operations for Maricopa County Animal Care and Control, where we have been talking about how the 4th of July fireworks um, not only affects your pets, but how it affects operations at uh, at the county shelter. Now, Al, we had talked about that with the 4th of July, with the fireworks, there's an increase in the number of animals that you guys do intakes on, and you had mentioned that that happens, you know, a week prior than during the holiday and the week after, what what type of increase are we talking about in terms of numbers?
3: That's a great question. Well, anywhere from eleven to fifteen percent more each day. Each day. To give you an idea of that happens every day when we're taking in fifty to sixty dogs. And then that gets up to 80 dogs per day in addition to what we've already gotten in. Um, that really starts to build up and stack up in our shelters. It forces to make other decisions that people don't like to talk about sure. with scrambling to make room for life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
2: Now. I think one of the most important things that we can talk about, you know, today is that what should people do if they've lost a pet during this 4th of July weekend? Um, how do they find out if, if their pet's been taken into your shelter and, and what do they
3: do? I think one of the best kept secrets in town is our interactive mapping system. It's a GPS, GIS system on the county website. You can go there and post your lost pet or a found pet. Interactive live mapping as soon as the dog is posted to it, if one of our officers finds it, a photo is uploaded to a, the mapping system. You zoom in on your community. You look for a little dog or a, a little dot for dog or cat. Click on it. It will give you a picture and a description of that pet that's been lost in the last 20 minutes. And and that's on your website? That's on our website. What, what's your web address? Let's give that out so that
2: our listeners know what that is. Miracle.org pets.maricopa.gov pets.maricopa.gov, Pets.Maricopa.gov. Yes, yeah that, that's important I didn't know that you had that, that that's yeah. fantastic now I want to I want to clear something up I want to clarify something because I think too a lot of folks out there sometimes get confused between the American Humane Society and, and what they do and what Maricopa County Animal Care and Control does now if somebody has a pet that escaped, um, that ran away as a result of the fireworks, and uh, let's say that pet has been injured or found injured, will they be taken to the county shelter, or are they going to be taken somewhere else, especially if they need uh, medical
3: treatment? It's a great question. We, we respond to all of the strays or lost dogs that have been hit. If the dog is in critical condition, Many people take them to the local emergency animal clinic for immediate care, and they stabilize them. And then from that point, the Arizona Humane Society, a partner of ours in town, they will respond to those that are critically injured from those locations, and they have an ambulance service specifically to respond to injured dogs on the streets. With our teams, we also respond to them. Oftentimes we're responding before the dog is injured and may be injured while we're en route. Our guys will pick up those dogs and take them to depending on how severely injured we'll take them to the local emergency clinic like Blue Pearl and they'll stabilize them if they need to keep them overnight they'll stay the night and then Arizona Humane will pick them up the next day for continued treatment. Smaller injuries will come directly to our facility. We have a vet, we have vet on staff 7 days a week. We'll treat and we'll put them in our lost and found system at our location. All the dogs in the community lost, healthy, or stray are reported to our lost and found system, and including the ones that go to the Arizona Humane Society. We upload those to our mapping system and our lost and found team do their detective work every day trying to match them with their owners. So if they happen to have a pet
2: that uh, might be in the Arizona Humane Society system because it was injured, because it needed uh, extensive medical treatment, and I think They have a trauma center, is that correct? They do have a trauma center. Um, So they could be there, but you also uh, have that information in your system. Yes, sir. Okay, so they can find that out as well. Um, I do want to, just because the uh, AZ Humane Society, you know, is a part of this, uh, we want to go ahead and give out their phone number as well as their website. So um, if you need to contact the Arizona Humane Society, you can call them at 602. 997-7585. Again, that's Arizona Humane Society, 602-997-7585. Or you can visit them also at their website, and that is azhumane.org. So because of the increase, Al, that you have right now as far as the intakes that you have um as a result of uh, the fireworks on the 4th of July do you guys have any special adoption programs
3: right now and if so uh, can you tell our listeners about them yeah um, for about the last week and a half we've been running 50% off all of our adoption fees and they run from 22 dollars to 300 basically based on what what how uh how adoptable the bed is mm-hmm. um, rolling into next week we'll keep that sale on and next week, uh, valley wide, the Bissell Foundation, Bissell, um, vacuum cleaners is sponsoring a empty the shelters event and they're sponsoring all of our adoptions from Saturday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday to help us to, um, find homes for all those, all of those dogs that we're filled up with right now. That's fantastic. And, and so Al,
2: what are the days and hours of operation for pet owners to contact
3: the shelter? Um, they can contact our call center um, to, to file a lost report anywhere from at, from 8 to 5, Monday through Friday, weekends included. Our hours of service, we open our front doors at 10 o'clock to 6 for walk-in service to, to file a report or to drop off a lost or stray pet. Um, adoptions start from 10 a.m. by appointment until 6 p.m., Monday through Friday, and on the weekends we are closed at 5 Gotcha.
2: Thank you. Um, and, again, I want to be able to give you an opportunity to give out the phone number and website again. So if anybody needs to contact you guys, if anybody needs to contact Maricopa County Animal Care and Control, how do they get in touch with you? Easy
3: phone call, 602-506-PETS. That's 7387. That's 602-506-PETS. Um, our website is at pets.maricopa.gov. They can go to Pet Harbor as well. Um, it lists all of our our dogs that are up for adoption. It shows all the dogs that have been in the facility that are under stray hold right now. So you can take a look at um, what's coming up for adoption and what's already up for adoption. Okay.
2: Now... I have to do this because I know that uh, the lifeblood of uh, what you do has a lot to do with volunteers. Absolutely. So if any of our listeners want to donate or volunteer at the shelter, um, how do they go about doing
3: that? Who do they contact? Well, the best spot for that is our website. There's a link that they can click on to donate. Um, it can walk you through how to become a volunteer, how you can support us, and continue to... Support anybody in the Valley that's helping pets, actually. Fantastic. Al, anything else that uh, you think that uh, is important for our listeners to know about uh, that we haven't talked about already? Well, you, you touched on it. The rest of the week, make sure, and the rest of the month during monsoon up until September, make sure your, gla- your gates are latched and working well. Make sure your doors, front and back doors, close automatically if you have a pet um, so that they don't swing open when there's a, a little bit of wind in the air. Um, make sure the kids understand when they're take the dogs out for a walk, and they're younger, that they're securely holding them on their leash. They always have a collar or in some sort of identification on, in case they get loose. Um, and I think it, I just want to give a shout out to staff. Last night at the end of the day, we're open seven days a week, including most holidays. They were working yesterday until the very end, trying to get dogs out of the shelter, on a, on a county paid holiday. And before they went home, staff. Um, got a bunch of Kongs together and filled them with peanut butter and made sure that every dog had a Kong to distract them in case there were fireworks close to the shelter, they had something soft to lay on, um, and they were tucked in before they went home. So I just wanted to say thank you to them for doing that last night. The unsung
2: heroes, absolutely, absolutely. Well, Al, thank you so much for coming in today and being our first guest on Pet Talk today. Now, I also understand that you've got a seven and a half year old son at home who's listening to you right now. Yeah, this is Asher. Asher. Well, listen, Asher, I want you to know that uh, your dad's a rock star. He did a great job sharing very valuable information with us. Al Aguignaga, ladies and gentlemen, Director of Operations for Maricopa County Animal Care and Control. Thank you again, Al. You are welcome back to Pet Talk today anytime, sir. Keep up the good work that you do. Thank you. Thank you so much.
1: And that service, um, the uh, lost pet service, the interactive uh the website, that is fantastic and at KFNX we're going to help you publicize that because when people, when, when a pet gets away, people are frantic and there are a lot of very good, uh, pet owners who if they, if they find one, they want to reunite with the, uh, with the owner as quickly as possible because they know what the owner is going through. You've been listening to uh, Will Bengura and Pet Talk today. Will's with Phoenix Dog Training. Will, wonderful job today, and uh, uh, we will be back here next Sunday at 12 uh, noon for another edition of Pet Talk today. Enjoy the rest of the Sunday. It's news time at 1 o'clock.